It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show, and you are on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Coming up in today's Ron Johnson Show, we're going to have Lavelle E. Neal from the Star Tribune. We're going to get his thoughts on the Vikings. What is the team worth? Will they sell? Are they going to be cheap like the Twins have been in the past? Or are the Vikings looking to spend some more money down the road? We're going to talk about a potential Vikings, former Vikings player, now signing with the Bears. Could he be their starting player that puts those pieces together? Lavelle's going to weigh in on that. And then there's some P.J. Fleck and Kevin O'Connell likeness that Lavelle and I are going to figure out. Coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every day, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show. I'm your host, Ron Johnson. As we're going to bring in my co-host, Sam Ekstrom, also producer. We're going to talk a little bit today to Lavelle Neal. We're going to talk about the Vikings. We have the Twins, of course, some great Twins insight. Five o'clock is the trade deadline. Lavelle is going to tell us who they should trade for and who they might trade for. But before we do all that, we have a word from our sponsors. We certainly do. We've all been in situations where we need a little extra cash. Gas is expensive these days. we got to fill the tank. Well, that's where Dave can help. Yes, Dave the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. There's more money for you to fill your tank, whether maybe it's buying a wedding gift, maybe it's catching up on bills. You can finally tackle those pesky expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Well, Sam, as you know, pads are on now for the Vikings. Fans are in the building. Football is in the air. I just found out that August 14th, we are... 12 days away from real football like it's about to happen as these players get ready to put their pads on i mean offensive line for me that's where i really want to see but there's an offensive lineman that signed with the bears from the vikings and lavelli neal is going to weigh in on that he's also going to talk about the twins and so with the twins in the heat of this brace the vikings getting started somewhere in october the Wild are going to get back on the ice. There's a lot of sports in the air, but we know Lavelle's heart is with the Twins. So before we jump into all that, we're just going to tee it up and let Lavelle Neal get us going as he joins me on the Ron Johnson Show. Lavelle, man, appreciate you joining me. Question for you just to start out the gate. You had a, a fire tweet that kind of, uh, you know, got a lot of people involved. You had a text. That, I don't know if it was a tweet or a text. I think it was both. Um, you weren't invited to play in some of these uh, K-Fan games, I guess you'll call it. Let, well, I think one of them was the initials game, or it might have been the other one, the um, uh, the program uh, password. It was, the, it was the initials 
uh, Invitational Tournament. Got it. And so you weren't a part of the program password either, right? Um, I, is there a tournament going on with them too? Theirs is done. JG or uh, JG and Ryan oh. Ryan Donaldson won. Well, I um, I never played up at that point, and I played like two weeks later, and I won. Okay. So I think I'm on the radar <laughs> now. But there's no excuse for me not to be part of the initials game invitational. I've played before. The radar is tough for them though. I've scored points before. They they okay. they have people in the field who had never played that that game before, and I was outraged. <laughs> I let everybody know it after the selection show that aired. So uh, I'm just hey. here waiting. I'm waiting as an alternate. <laughs> I gotta imagine someone's not gonna be able to make uh, an appointment to be on the show for the tournament, and they're gonna need a fill in. And maybe hey, I'll get in I that definitely, way. I definitely understand that because the program password they passed me up. I actually had played one, had the greatest comeback in program password history. I mean, me and Mark mm -hmm. Rosen, I think we're down like 66 to 36, and we ended up winning. Um, and I, and I did, uh, I think the Brandy Chastain, I took my shirt off, swung it over my head. Um, so I thought at least for that alone, the fact that I'm willing to take my shirt off, they had to, you know, but nope, I didn't, I didn't get the invite to that, but I did get the initials invite. Um, I, I was joking with Max cause I think Max is in it too. I was telling him cause I saw your text. I'm like, you know what? It's too many black people. Like they, they're probably like, you know what? Lavelle, Lavelle takes us over the top. It's like scary movies. Like you can only have so many. I thought you were only African American in that field, right? I think you're carrying the torch. I thought Max. I think Max is in it. Max. Max uh, is in it. I think so. I'm pretty sure Max is in it because okay, I was because he and I were not in the uh, program password, but I think we're both in that. Yeah, so it's two. Um, but yeah, you know what? Like the thing about that initials deal, and you know that it depends on who's in your field. You know, I think the best thing that happened for me is I think our number one guy is like Mark Parrish. I think is who our, our top seed is. I think. Uh, it's either right. that or JG. So it depends who you get. Like, I think the ones this Friday with uh, AJ and whoever has meat. Like, you're just you're just playing for fun because those two are, are, are savants when it comes to that game. Um, but, but let's jump into something a little less controversial. Uh, the okay. Twins. Twins had a big, you know, <laughs> four and a half game lead. Now it's down to one game over the Guardians. Trade deadline is five o'clock today. Do the Twins make a trade for a pitcher? My goodness, I expect them to. Um, in a perfect world, Ron, I really think they need one starter and two relievers, okay? Um, basically, it's a two-man rotation right now. It's, um, mm -hmm. it's Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray. So it's Ryan Gray and then TBA. And, you know, you can't survive like that. Um, right. Josh Winder and Bailey Ober can't stay healthy. You don't know when they're going to be available again. And Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer are not reliable. Um, Chris Archer has, have, I don't think Chris Archer's pitched in the fifth inning yet this year. And Bundy runs hot and cold. It depends on the matchup with him. If he gets a, call, a team that's overly aggressive, he can take advantage of with his uh, craftiness, then he could survive. But uh, for the most part, um, he's hittable. So I think they need a starter to help fill out their rotation. And I, I feel bad for the Twins because I think this year's pitching site, uh, setup was better than last year's. I think they had options. There were young options, but I thought there were options. But there were too, many, too many guys have not have been unavailable or injured. So, And the relief help, I think Rockle uh, was publicly making a plea to the front office uh, when they were in Milwaukee last week and said, because he sat there and watched Devin Williams come in for the Brewers in the seventh and eighth inning and shut him down. And then Josh Hader came mm -hmm. on in the ninth, closed it out. You heard Rocco said, say, 
Hey, that's why I that's what I want to see our bullpen do. That's what I want to see us get to one of these days. Well, you know, you need a personnel for that. And I think Rocco knows that. And I think that was a, a request to Derek Falvey and Thad Levine to do something about it. They've got the perfect ninth ninth inning guy in Joan Duran. Um, but they use a couple of setup guys. Uh, Griffin Jackson's a functional kid. He's good for the sixth or seventh inning. I don't think he's uh, reliable yet in the eighth inning. And he doesn't, he's not an overpowering guy. Uh, you get closer to the end of these games, you need to bring some funk out of that bullpen. And uh, the Twins only have one guy that's like that. So um, I, I know they're looking around for pitching here as the deadline looms. A couple of guys have been traded. Luis Castillo's been traded to the Mariners. And um, Frankie Matos went to the Yankees, unfortunately. God, the rich get Richard. And they got. Lou Trevino, who's been a good reliever in the past as part of the deal. So they took care of two birds, one stone there, getting a quality starter and a quality, uh, potentially quality reliever for their staff. And there's still some options out there. David Robertson of the Cubs is having an excellent year at age 36, and he would be a rental player, so it wouldn't cost the Twins a lot. I think they should look into him. Um, Daniel Bard is the closer for the Rockies, who aren't going anywhere. He's like 35, having an excellent year himself. Going to be a free agent. Won't cost a lot. It shouldn't cost too much. Uh, I would look to bring him in. As far as a starter, the the uh, Marlins have a kid named Pablo Lopez who's really, really talented that he they're getting a lot of calls on. So I'm sure the Twins are trying to find some way to upgrade that bullpen and maybe also that, that their rotation. But if they don't do this, I, you know, I – don't know if they can hold off the White Sox and the Indians in the, in the, in the Central Division. This is going to be a very interesting month, for Ron, because I looked at the schedule, and uh, this is a, they've got some testers this month. They've got some tough teams in the month of August. Um, and the Blue Jays come in town this weekend. Uh, they go to the Dodgers for two. Um, the Rangers are okay. They're not bad. Uh, Houston Astros, who may be the second-best team in the American League behind the Yankees show up later on in the month and then um the red sox uh show up at the end of boston end of end of the month end of august they got some testers here i was doing predictions for my sunday column and i i see the twins treading water at 14 and 14 this month because it's a 28 game wow. schedule i don't know that's enough for them to stay in first place by the end of august so they need to improve their chances here yeah and yeah wow i mean 500 you always assume you could get it done in baseball just because it's so many games, but you're right. Like when you look at where the guardians are and the white Sox, um, they're, they're close. I mean, literally one game, they're right there. Yeah. And, and it only takes them to try to flip a series, get a game they weren't supposed to get. So is Noah Syndergaard, I've, I've heard that name on a couple articles. Is that too big of a name uh, when you talk about money and, and the twins? Well, Noah Syndergaard, if I'm if I remember correctly, signed a one year deal with the with the Angels at about twenty Correct. million dollars. Um, he was coming back from surgery that kind of wrecked his twenty twenty one season. So mm-hmm. you know, he was trying to make good on a have a make good season and re enter the market after this year. Um, and he's been three seats five and eight with a three eight three ERA. Um, his strikeout rate is a career low. He's only striking out seven point two batters per nine innings. This is a guy who used to strike out 10, 10 and a half batters per nine innings and be one of the most uh, filthiest, nastiest guys in the league. Um, but he's he's learned to be crafty. He's learned to um, uh, work hitters better. He doesn't get, he's only, he's only given up a handful of homers. He's only given nine home runs all year, which is really good mm-hmm. for a starting pitcher. Um, he's not getting hit. 
um, about 8.4 hits per nine innings. So he's got some good things. He's, just that he's not missing bats. He would be a functional guy, and uh, he would help the Twins rotation. I'd take him over Bundy. I'd take him over um, Chris Archer right now. Um, I'm not sure if the Twins have jumped in with both feet on him, but that should right. be a person they should they should be asking about and see if there's a match there before the trade deadline. I mean, that's a good that's a good call on your part to throw him out there because um, he's making 21 million this year, and I keep being told by baseball people there's no such thing as a bad one year contract. So the Twins would be on the hook for the final two months of the months of the season. So that's the, that's the final third of 21. So about seven million dollars for the rest of the season, um, which shouldn't be a problem. Um, and he can help you get to the postseason. And then you have Thor on your postseason roster, which isn't bad. And the other thing, too, Ron, to remember is that Kenta Maeda, uh, indications are that Maeda is going to be pitching before the end of the year. Um, the, the Twins don't think they'll use him as a starter, but uh, he definitely can relieve and help out of the bullpen. So that could be one potential solution as well. Um, but I like the Syndergaard uh, approach uh, if the Twins are definitely in on him. Um, because he could help them. He's not an overpowering guy. It shouldn't cost a lot. Uh, the Angels are going nowhere. Um, and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. See, I like – there's no reason why you can't find a good fit among the group of guys who are going to be free agents at the end of the season um, mm-hmm. because it's, it's not going to be it's not going to cost you a lot. The guys who are under control beyond this year, like the Frankie Montases and the Lewis Castiles, that's when you have to start worrying about giving up, like, top five, top ten prospects. Um, but – uh, as the twins go forward here. So um, I, I would not like if they're asking for Jose Miranda, my goodness, I would stay away from that. Um, <laughs> to me, you trade Jose Miranda. If you're trying to get like a Walker Buehler back or uh, Justin Verlander when he's age 30, or, you know, he's part of a package <laughs> when you're getting a legitimate ACE pitcher, I wouldn't fire right. off um, Jose Miranda for Daniel Bard or, or Noah Syndergaard. No way. I think that kid's going to be a really good hitter. And he's going to help them uh, for the next four or five years. So it's tricky. It's not easy. It's easier said than done from our standpoint and from the fan fan standpoint. But the Twins got to do something here because uh, they should be up by five games in this division. But they blew like five or six games against the Indians. And mostly because they got a problem with the bullpen. Either the starter can't get them into the middle of the innings far enough for the bullpen to take it home from there. Or when the reliefers come in in the fifth inning or the sixth inning, they're not getting the job done. So they got to they got to work with that middle inning thing to see if they get someone to go deeper in the games or get someone who's more capable when they come in. Yeah, and, and so talking about you know the capability of this team, and that's all I see is mainly tweets. I watch you know bits and pieces here and there of the games, but the tweets, and, and that's where I always like to get the pulse of the team from the fans and the fans that really like follow it. Like I can see a lot of guys that follow K fan, but they also are big twins fans. And they absolutely, that's all you hear about is this bullpen, this bullpen, this bullpen. Here we go again. Here's another game uh, that they've blown, or here's another you know team they should beat and they can't beat. Um, I like the Noah Syndergaard just because it's a name I know. And so I feel like that's a name that the casual fan will know and will want to buy tickets just to go see what happens. Like, is this enough of a resurgence? Maybe a team that's in the, you know, in the race that's willing to say, hey, if you prove it now, maybe, you know, we resign you. Um, and I'm going to make a joke about the, 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 the pockets of the owners, because we've heard that before, but they have, uh, you know, they went out and got Carlos Correa, so maybe it's change. Um, but, you know, it's definitely not the Yankees uh, checkbook. So we, we do know that. Uh, switching gears with Lavelle E. Neal of the uh, um, 
I see this the shirt. Is it Star Tribune or is it the Pioneer Press? Star Tribune, right? Yeah. Star, Star Tribune, baby. Head. Right here. I don't know why I have Pioneer Press in my head. Yeah, but uh, Lavelli <laughs> Neal with the with the Star Tribune uh, switching gears. So here we go. Minnesota Vikings training camp. And you saw this tweet. There was a picture. Sam Ekstrom actually tweeted the picture out uh, at Vikings um, training camp. Please do not post videos. We don't want to help out our opponents. We want to help our team. Do you think the Vikings are just overthinking the amount of videos being put online? Or is there something to that with all the fans and maybe even the media members like posting all these videos of like Dalvin Cook catching balls out the backfield and Kirk Cousins making a good throw? Like, do you think that there's something to that? I think they're paranoid. <laughs> I think they're totally going overboard. I, I I laughed when I saw this. I was like, you have the audacity to ask fans who you're probably charging to enter the stadium to not take video. Um, and a lot of times it's for their own personal consumption. I I rarely see fans' videos of, of practice stuff, you know, get on on social media. And there's probably other reasons too. Like if there's a if there's a situation, Ron, if a player is getting chewed out by a coach. Maybe they don't mm -hmm. want to see that end up on social media and further embarrass the player. You know, they may be, uh, you know, not, not, uh, they're they're not explaining everything that they're thinking uh, when they do something like this. But and you're 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 the NFL guy here. How much how much can a team give away at this point in training camp? They just put on pads <laughs> yesterday. Okay, what stuff are they running that could be exposed <laughs> to the opponent at this point in camp, Ron? Uh, that's that's what's baffling me about this decision to not let fans shoot videos at practice because they're not giving away anything. Uh, True. You've been True. to camps, you know what the I'm one saying, thing, right? I mean, the one thing I will say though, like the Panthers, I don't know if you saw the Panthers video because, uh, of course, people are making fun of Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield, it was a, it looked like an all-out jailhouse blitz, but the DN like takes three steps up and then drops back, which is a normal blitz anyway. But mm -hmm. I do because I did see I forgot the Panthers person or somebody tweeted it like a uh, way to show our blitz. Uh, it was something like that. And so I do get that because now if I'm a coach, maybe that's a blitz I haven't seen. I am going to watch this video because they're making fun of Baker Mayfield. And you see like, oh, OK, when they blitz this way, this DN drops off at this moment. So we can't run the hot route here. And he basically it was I didn't even notice that it was a good throw until somebody like because I just tweeted it like, whoa. You know, this is why you throw the ball out of bounds. And then somebody's like, no, that's a great play by the DN. Watch it again. And then I watched it. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what he did. Like, he literally pushed the tackle like he was coming and then ran out. Um, right. So whether the – I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's just one of those things where you, you, you don't have an eye in the sky, so you can't see a full look of what the blitz is. Uh, from a play in the stands position, similar. You can't see the formation. Uh, the plays are pretty much – I mean, the route combinations, we know them. Um, I, I do understand that, but, but this regime regime, I have seen a lot of like weird things going on, um, even towards me personally, uh, about like being at practice, when you can be at practice, what, you know, what you're allowed to say happened at practice and blah, blah. So I, I don't know, like, I don't know where this is coming from. Um, it does, it, it does have a little PJ Fleck to it. We know PJ Fleck is really protective as well of videos being taken of his practices and, you know, like when they have fans indoors in the, in, you know, indoor facility, it says no, no film photography. You know, they, they, they walk up and down the sidelines telling fans when and when they can't have their phones out. So 
I mean, I don't know. And we know that's the Sean McVay. We know PJ Fleck, mm -hmm. Sean McVay, like all, you know, and Kevin O'Connell comes from that. So I'm guessing it's a learned behavior. It's probably not something Kevin O'Connell even thought about, but it, it might be a learned behavior because the Rams are the same way and the Gophers are the same way. And the only nexus I can bring up is Sean McVay with that. And I don't know if there's a nexus behind Sean McVay uh, with right. like Shanahan or something, but it's, it's, it is a, it's a pattern with some of these new young coaches um, that maybe uh, me, even as an older guy, I don't, I didn't use the iPad and all this stuff. Maybe there is something to it where these, these guys are able to plug these videos from Twitter into their iPad and then it does something to add to their film. I don't know, but there's something to it. Well, um, it's interesting you bring that up because I've been to Golden Gold for football practice before and I could understand PJ Flex uh, reason for that. Uh, first of all, uh, he probably doesn't want it out there, all the different kinds of wacky music they play in the background uh, <laughs> during golf practice. Because I don't know if you've been to practice or not. They could be they could be playing hip hop at one point. They could be playing uh, classical music at another. And just to aggravate the players, they'll play the fight song from whatever team they're about to play yep. uh, in the background. <laughs> um, and if I was a fan, I'd be sitting there going, "Are you kidding me?" You know. And also, you know, the one practice I was at, the the the, the field goal kicker. He was great. I want to say he was great from the left hash, but from the right hash, when there was a little breeze, he had trouble converting field goals. And he, like, tried five times and missed all five. And Fleck had to go out and Percy, like, talk to him, you know, about what's going on here, kid. You got to find another, you know, aiming <laughs> oh, point here. Uh, so I don't know if Fleck wants that out, you know, on uh, on social media as well. So I can understand that a little bit more on the college <laughs> side than I am the professional side because they're, they're professionals. And they, you know, even if they – saw the the blitz and they saw the, the defensive lineman drop back after um pretend uh making it look like selling a, a blitz um these guys are good enough to drop other stuff by the time it comes to face True. these opponents oh yeah so i True. i just why i i think there's a little paranoia going on on the on the vikings part and on these teams <laughs> um well, we're hey, you know, up the paranoia. <laughs> man so i would i would try maybe i would let fans shoot video during a certain part of, of practice or maybe stop it although that's gonna be hard to police um right uh but man you charge these fans to show up you, you know let them have fun they want to they're gonna want to take pictures they're gonna want mementos they want to show their friends look at this look at how justin jefferson burnt your boy cam dancer in this one you know they're gonna want to show these things to their buddies and keep right. them for themselves let them have those moments that is true i mean and, and that's what i'll say like pj Fleck. that's one thing i say about the gophers they have it they have it now down to a science they let they say open video up to this point um, I know the media is allowed to shoot video for the Vikings practices too, up to a certain point. So yeah, maybe they need to come up with a better verbiage of like, Hey, like science says film now, you know, go and then red stop, like red light, green light. I don't know. Right. Like, right they got to right. come up with something to help the fans out. So then when they go back to another like special teams period, red light, you can film this, you can show our punt returners back there, punt returning and blah, blah. And, you know, you can show the offensive line doing one-on-ones, DBs and receivers doing one-on-ones. And then we go team green or red light, you know, stop it. So there, mm -hmm. there may be some math, some madness to this that, that, that eventually they'll figure out they're new in town though. So they're just, they're just getting their feet wet. They don't really know Quasi's, you know, say less. So clearly it's video less. His wife wants him to say less. So he's going to video less as well. Uh, but as we transition, <laughs> we're going to have Sam Ekstrom join the show. Up next, it's the Daily Three with myself and Lavelle. That's three questions, three minutes each. Here we go. 
And before we jump into that, a quick word about BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. There are live in-game betting options there, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline where the game starts, and I have a specific Lavelle E. Neal third question to begin the Daily Three. Uh, Lavelle, I, I feel like you should go first on this. The Chicago Bears have signed Riley Reef to a pretty nice one-year deal to be one of their tackles. Your thoughts on the Chicago Bears' late summer acquisition? Well, the Bears' offensive line is going to be a work in progress this year. Um, it's going to be a weird season overall for Chicago, okay? They're not really trying to win and didn't try to make splashy free agent signings. Um, the stuff I've read is that they could have as much as 80 to $90 million in cap space uh, next offseason. So I think they're kind of building toward that. But right now, they're trying to stabilize this O-line. And Riley Reef is a capable starting um Offensive line. I'm gonna say I'm not saying he's elite. I'm not saying he's above average. He's capable, and that's better than what the Bears had and Larry Borum, Borum and Tevin Jenkins. In fact, if you've been following Chicago, uh, the Bears in, in camp so far, they're actually talking about trading Tevin Jenkins. I don't know what the kid did. Um, he's been there just o- over a year. Um, he had to have a back. He had to have back surgery last year after joining the the, the Bears, which was a red flag. And there's there's just there's some suggestion here that there's stuff going on behind the scenes that has turned to have turned the Bears off on Tevin Jenkins. So uh, they're looking to move him to, to see if they can get a pick in return for him. So it's going to be Riley Reef. Um, there's a fifth round pick um, they drafted who looks like a really good prospect at left tackle, but they don't. They, uh, is it Walker Jones, something Jones, and they they don't want to throw him to the Wolves right now. So. Um, I had no problems with Reef. Uh, we also signed another Kenny Schofield that's going to probably start at right guard. That was been a glaring hole of concern here. So um, this offensive line is going to be, uh, like I said, it, it's going to be a work in progress, man. Trying to you know get a unit that's cohesive and that and that can uh, block for David Montgomery and protect uh, Justin Fields. Um, uh, it's uh, and, you know, uh, Lucas Patrick, I want to say his first name is Lucas. We signed him from the mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers to be our center, and he broke down in camp last week. So they may have to move Cody Whitehair over to center. Then now you need a left guard. So a lot of moving parts right now uh, with the Bears. For a team who I can't see winning more than six games uh, this year uh, just because of uh, the lack of talent on that roster. Yeah, and that's what I'll say to the Riley Reef signing. I mean, Riley Reef had flashes of goodness. Not greatness, but goodness. He was good at times. He was solid. Um, but I do like the Vikings tackles over what Reef can do now. And so the fact that the Bears got him, I mean, I know that they're bringing him in as a piece. They're, they're, their offensive line as a whole, I know they were releasing another you know, offensive uh, lineman. And so I, I think that's just the biggest question mark is with this new offense, Justin Fields, can they protect him? Um, is he going to look like he was at Ohio State? A lot of people just assume he's just running quarterback. He's not. He can run. And so you have to find an offensive line that can give him time. You watch the Ohio State games. He had a ton of time. And I think that's the biggest difference with the NFL is he made the comment too soon about it, you know, seeming a little slower than he thought it was going to be. And then all hell broke loose. So good luck <laughs> to Justin Fields. 
Uh, but I, I think that he they're going to need to find a line. And maybe Reef is a part of it. He's not a mobile type of tackle that can give him more time. Yeah, and Lavelle Dakota Dozier didn't work out either. That was another ex-Viking <laughs> the Bears the Bears tried out. Uh, you get worried when the ex-Vikings alignment get, uh, get involved here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a major concern. Um, Bill Russell had so many rings that he was wearing them on his toes. 11 NBA championships. He passed away at the age of 88 two days ago. Uh, just curious on both of your thoughts on Russell's legacy as a winner, as a human being. Uh, Ron, you can start us off. Uh, this is what I'll say about Bill Russell. I, I think for sure he's one of the best players ever, definitely. Um, as a guy that never really saw him play. So this, I, I equate it to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan to these young kids now, they've never seen Michael Jordan play, so they're just going off of what we say unless they pull up video because there are a lot of YouTube things. There's a lot. But when you watch the speed of the game that Jordan played versus speed of the game now, it is a lot different. That's why guys like John Morant say dumb stuff. And then when you look at Bill Russell, though, I just saw the highlight of him going coast to coast, finger rolling it, jumping over a guy. One, he looks extremely fast. So how slow mm -hmm. were those other guys? But also you can see his speed, though, regardless how slow those guys were, his athleticism. Um, things within the game that he couldn't do back then, like just completely dunk on guys, hang on the rim, uh, rims that were forgiving, uh, you know, no three-point line. I guarantee with his athletic ability, he would have been able to create some type of long jumper, but it was pointless back then because it's like, I can shoot from half court and get a two, so why not just go to the lane and get a two? And so the things that Bill Russell did athletically, he is trans, like he he goes over different eras. Like, He's he's he can go over any generation and he can get it done because he's better than a lot of big men right now in the NBA. Uh, not a lot. All, all of them pretty much. I mean, the, his speed his athleticism. So, you know, definitely going to be missed in this game. Going to be talked about a bunch uh, similar to Kobe Bryant. But yeah, it, it, that was a tough one for me. Yeah, it was, too. And yeah, you're right about uh you know, it was the Kobe generation. Had no idea who, who Michael Jordan was or what type of player he was. And of course, I grew up idolizing Jordan and knew, knowing how he could take uh, take over a game. The things I learned about Russell is based on highlights I've seen and things I've seen on YouTube and things I've read, you know, because I was a nerd as a kid and I read all the time. So <laughs> I used to read about Bill Russell. Uh, I knew that the Russell-Chamberlain, um, you know, matchups were epic battles between two, um, two colossus of the game whenever they met each other. Uh, of course, Russell was an anchor of some fantastic uh, Boston Celtics teams. Um, I've had a chance to be around Russell a couple times um, in his post-playing career, and he's a very kind, warm-hearted uh, man who liked to laugh. Uh, you know, just a, a great guy to be around. So I was really saddened to hear about his passing. And I do think uh, – I part of me still believes to this day that – the NBA wanted Alonzo Mourning versus Shaq to be the Russell Chamberlain uh, uh, matchup of the more modern era. But injuries, I believe, to Mourning kind of stopped that from actually materializing um, because we all wanted to see the big man go after each other. Last one, guys. The Minnesota Vikings were evaluated or valuated, I should say, at $3.72 billion by Sportico. By the way, that's the 18th highest value. The Cowboys are up over $7 billion. The Vikings are half of that. But at $3.72 billion, the Wilfs have exceeded what they paid times six. They paid $600 million. It's now $3.7 billion. Gentlemen, will the Wilfs ever sell this team, or is this a, a family-owned 
Vikings team by the Wilfs uh, until the NFL no longer exists? Ron, I'll let you start. Uh, I'd say this is a Wilf family. Like this is, they're going to pass this down generation to generation. Um, the only way I, and they are real estate guys, real estate moguls. So the only way I see them actually selling, and this is probably 20 years from now, um, 30 years, even dad's gone. Um, son took over, but maybe doesn't want to do it anymore. League has changed. Who knows what's going on? Um, the only, that's the only way, cause this doesn't seem like a family that's going to end up in a scandal and be forced to sell the team. Um, when you think about that valuation, you have now cash that you can leverage within your ownership group, within your uh, other you know, partners within your ownership group. Uh, six, I mean, six million, 600 million, and now 3.72 billion? Um, that just means there's a lot more coming. I mean, they're gonna build, we, we already know they're building uh, apartments and houses on that that land they have with with uh, TCO now, um, so I, I I don't see them ever moving out of that. Why? Why? I mean, that's a lot of money. Round, I totally agree with you. I think you hit it right on the head. The Will family, their forte is uh, is development, and they saw the ownership of sports teams as a vehicle to fuel development and 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 building mixed-use facilities and building hotels and building all the bells and whistles that go around a sports stadium. Um, I think that's what Ziggy Wolf bites, why he bought the team from Red McCombs uh, mm-hmm. for $600 million. I wonder how Red feels about that 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 sale today uh, from his end. But you see what's going on over there in Egan. I live next door in Number Grove Heights, so I've watched, the, I've watched the construction. It's almost going to be a mini Times Square eventually. They got the Omni Hotel there. They're building mm-hmm. apartments. They're building a couple other things, too. Just a, a massive amount of land for them to develop on. Um, the Wolves also have purchased the Orlando City uh, team of MLS, and they're going to do the same thing down in Orlando. They got a soccer team down there now. Um, it's weird because I was told about 10, 12 years ago when, uh, before Minnesota United got approved for MLS, that the Wolves wanted the team, but MLS did not trust the Wolf family. <laughs> and, but now I don't know what's happened in the last 10 years, uh, but now it's okay. So now the Wolves now own the Orlando team, and trust me, they're going to uh, look at developmental uh, development opportunities surrounding that facility there in Orlando, which is a cool place to uh, own property in. So um, they're still growing. They're still adding. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to buy other sports franchises and, and uh, other sports here. So um, they're just getting started, I think. Yeah, the funny thing was people were joking like they should buy the Timberwolves, uh, but we saw where that went, Mark Laurie and uh, A-Rod. But, hey, with ownership comes privilege. And that's you. You hit it. That's why you do it. When you say I'm the owner of the Minnesota Vikings, people want to do business with you. Like now, his his real estate stuff is just like, hey, I, I want to be on that facility. We saw how many people show up to training camp. That was a huge get for them. And now you're going to see fans coming up because COVID's done. They kind of struggled a little bit because they built it and couldn't. They couldn't occupy it. Now they can occupy these places. They're going to have fans coming up, staying for a couple of days. Unless they're like, hey, I-, I wanted to come and shoot video, so I'm not staying in your hotel until I can shoot video. Be aware if you're staying you. at, at that hotel because old fashions are $19 at the hotel, man, and, it, and they're not cheap. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> I found out, what's in there? Is, 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 like is it gold flex in there or something? Or what, what's in there? No, no it's not that quiet. Bucks. It's nice. It's new. They have a they have a highly regarded uh, restaurant in there. I guess the chef's like from a popular restaurant elsewhere in town. 
So, wow. uh, yeah, if you're visiting, uh, be prepared because that, that football stadium they built gets a lot of play. High school games are played there. It yeah. was a home yep. for the Minnesota Aurora uh, women's team this past summer. So, once again, the Wolves are making their facility the center of attention. And that I have to stop in. I know uh, somebody's taking me over there for the uh, – we, we got a couple games. I just had our, our conference call yesterday with the Vikings. So we got our schedule. The 14th is, is going to be our first show. We're also doing it on the 25th, and then we got some other stuff going on. So maybe one of those late nights I'm there, I might have to stop in and, and grab an old-fashioned. Uh, see if they'll give me a Lavelle Neal discount. Uh, I'll have to show them this podcast and say, hey, I know Lavelle. I need a discount. I don't know. I don't know that, my, would that work? My discount, my discount looked more like an upcharge, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> they saw money coming in the door. They're like, hey, he's willing to pay 19 and get that other menu out. But that'll do it for the Ron Johnson <laughs> show today. I want to thank Lavelle Deal for joining me. Sam Maxstrom for producing. We got Matt back in the studio working everything for us. Uh, those that continue to subscribe, watch on YouTube, and download, please. Thank you. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota. This is the Ron Johnson Show. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.